Hello and welcome to Living Word Ministries. We're impacting lives and changing the world. Join us as we dive into the Word of God. Hallelujah. Oh Lord, my eyes upon you. We behold you, Father, in glory. My eyes are not on anyone else, but on the God, the creator of heaven and earth. The one who promises and his promises never fail. The Bible says some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we will depend in the name of our God. Because he is our solid foundation. Why do they say solid foundation? Psalm 61. Because he's solid. Anything you build upon Christ will never crumble. Nothing. Nothing would ever crumble. Jesus, our firm foundation. Our firm foundation. He will never fail us. He will never forsake us. What are we going through that God cannot take care of? If he feeds the birds of the air, what about us that he made in, in his own image? And that's why the song says, we have made him too small in our eyes. We have limited God. We, ca- we have limited his capacity. When he doesn't come through, when we want him to come through, we think God has fallen off his throne. We think he can't do it. Our God is ever faithful, ever able. And that's why we can rest upon him. Faithful is thou who has promised, and he will never fail us. Let's take our seats. God bless you. You know, I can, I, we can go from one worship song to another. We need a worship night. Now that we want to, we need. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we bless your name. There is nothing you cannot do. Be magnified, be glorified, be lifted high in our hearts, in our homes, in our jobs, in everything that we do. We put before you as an offering, O oh God. Speak to us this morning, Father God. We commit our hearts, our ears, our five physical senses, oh God. That Lord, your words this morning will find expression in our lives. We will not just be hearers of your word, but doers of it in the mighty name of Jesus. Let your word, Father, that comes forth, let it be a turning point. In our lives, in the name of Jesus. Help us, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. So last week we were talking about holding on to the promises of God. And you know, I want to point, post a question to us. Before last week, right, if somebody was to say, talk to you about the word promises, you know, what are the first things that would come to mind? You know, talking about promises. And I'm sure if you ask the majority of people, you know, instinctively, their mind will probably go to broken promises. You know, things that people have promised and never fulfilled. And in every area of our lives, every single day, we face situations where people make promises and they break those promises. It's got so bad that even if somebody was to say to you, someone that you know that breaks their promises regularly, good morning, what would you do? You look outside to make sure that it's actually morning because of the amount of times that they break their promises. Employers break their promises to employees. That's why you find all those um, demonstrations out there. You know, you get a job and you're promised, oh, you know what, there'll be a 2% or 3% increase. And then when the time comes, they'll tell you, well, the business is not doing too well. Broken promises. Promises that are broken in marriages. Promises that are broken between parents and children. Everywhere you go, there are broken promises. But we have one that would never break his promises. And that is our heavenly father. And that is why he says he's solid. There's a song that says, standing on the promises of God. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But one thing I did during the course of the week was I took a look. And I said, you know what? You know, when the Bible talks about promises, and I mentioned this last week when I was talking about fear. I said... I mean, there are more than 365 accounts in the Bible that talks about do not fear or do not be afraid. So that means for every single day of our lives, we can pick one of those scriptures. Making sure that we're not walking in fear. So I looked and I thought, how many, how many you know, scriptures talk about promises and not verified Right, So I've not gone through every single one, but I've looked at a few accounts. And it talks about over 8,800 promises in the Bible. Now, some of those promises, 7,400 of those promises were God's promises to man. And some of them were man's promises to God. And there were even promises that Satan made, if you remember, when he promised Jesus that if you bow down and worship me. So all, the, all these promises are there for us for the taking. See, God's promises are solid enough for us to stand upon. That's why we sang that song. We know that song. Jesus, you are my firm foundation. Because his promises are secure. His promises are solid. So let's take a look at the scripture that we, our base scripture, 2 Peter chapter 1. 
2 Peter chapter 1, and I'm just going to read verse 3 and 4. It says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge. And I want us to understand that bit, through our knowledge of Him. Because if we don't have the knowledge of Him, we don't know what He has in store for us. Who has called us by his own glory and goodness. It says through these, through what? Through the knowledge of him. He has given us his very great and precious promises. He has given us his great and precious promises. So that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Amen. So standing on the promises of our God, there's a song, a hymn that we know. It says, standing on the promises of Christ, my King. Not standing on the promises of your employer. Not standing on the promises of the economy. Not standing on the promises of even your family members. Because all these will fail you. The economy is failing us every single day. Your employer will fail you. But God will never fail us. And that's why the psalmist says in one, Psalm 118, 89, he says, It is better to trust in the Lord than, put, than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in princes. So who are we putting our confidence in? Who are we trusting? What is our trust based upon? Psalm 146, 3 to 5, it says, Do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. Why is that? Because when their spirit departs, they return to the ground. And on that very day, at that very second, their plans come to nothing. You know, you can't hold a dead person to their promises. Once they're gone, they're gone. Even if they promise you the whole world. Once they're gone, that's it. Finito. But I said last week. With God, we have an open will. A will, an inheritance that we can acquire while we're here and now. That is God's promises for each and every one of us. It says, standing on the promises of, standing on the promises that cannot fail. It did not say will not fail. He said cannot fail. So God's promises cannot fail. And that's how solid it is. It is. It cannot fail. It says even when the howling storms of doubt and fear assail. That means doubt would come. Fear will come. But by the living word of God, I will prevail. And you will prevail. Because you're holding on to God's word. 
You're holding on to the word of the one that created you. You're holding on to the, one, the word of the one that is responsible for your everyday life. The one that has given you everything that pertains to life and to godliness. The next verse says, standing on the promises, I can now see. See what I said earlier on? If you don't read it, if you don't, if you don't search it, you wouldn't know it. If you don't know it, you wouldn't see it. How can it come to pass in your life? The only way it can come to pass is when we study to show ourselves approved. When we search the scriptures like the Bereans did. What is it saying? Who said it? To whom? On what occasion? How does that apply to me here and now? I talk about a practical Christianity every time. How does it apply to me? How can I apply it to my life? It says the promises of God, they're perfect and they're present, cleansing in the blood for me. And they're current. Are we looking for something that's trending? God's promises are trending. It doesn't go out of date. It doesn't go out of vogue. The bestseller forevermore. It gives us liberty. It sets us free. The Bible says, who whom the son set free is what? Is free indeed. And it says, we will know the truth. And the truth will what? Set us free. But I tend to add an addition to that. I'm not changing the word of God. It's the promises of, um, it's the word of God that you know and you apply that sets you free. Because we, we know, a lot of us know the word of God, but if we don't apply it, how can that set us free? So we need to know and apply it to our lives. Hallelujah. And it says, standing on the promises, I shall not fail. Did you hear what I said? God's promises cannot fail. But it says, I shall not fail. So there's a possibility that we could fail. Because if we don't stand on his promises the way we should, then we will fail. And the reason that some of us fail today is because we're not standing on the promises of God the way we should do. God's promises can never fail. His love never fails. He, he doesn't change. But our application, the way we take the word of God, the way we apply ourselves to the word of God, could cause us to fail. And that's why we need to hold on to the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So let's take a look at some, time, oh my goodness, time's flying, but I want us to take a look at some of the reasons why our things that we need to avoid, you know, so that we can hold on to the promises of God. And the number one thing I've got here is fear. Fear, that is the number one tool of the enemy to deprive us from the promises of God. I don't know about you, but the day, I remember when I gave my life to Christ. I lost friends. I don't know about you, because some friends felt, well, she's not all that anymore. 
And there was that fear. Am I going to lose my friends? Some people lose their family members as a result. Because if you're the only one that have come to the knowledge of Christ and your family are unbelievers, then you have to go it alone. And there's always that fear. Oh, look at you now. Oh, now. <laughs> hey, born again. Now you're born again. No, ah, no friends, oh. All, the, all your friends are going to, they're going to, even your family members. There's always that fear. So it takes the Spirit of God for us to be able to stand alone. Even up till now, I was, I was somewhere yesterday and someone said, Ah, haven't you heard about me? And so and so. I said, No, I haven't. Oh, that means you don't go to parties. I said, I don't do. <laughs> he says, why not? I said, I have a better party that I go to every week. Because this is a person that trends. I mean, you know, when you talk about circles of parties, so uh, it's almost like, how can you not, how can you say you don't know me? But I don't go to the circle of parties that you go to. If you come to the circle of parties that I come to, then you will know me and you will know my father. But people don't hold on to the promise. The promise of salvation is for everyone. But for fear. You see, fear is a killer. It writes you an account that would never happen. And I don't know if you've heard that saying, that the things that you fear most may never happen to you. What if? Ah, what if I give my life to Christ? What if this might, I might lose my friends. I might lose this. I might lose that. People have lost their jobs as a result. Some people are too fearful to say that I'm a believer, I'm a Christian, even in their workplaces. Fear. Fear is a destroyer. It messes up people's thinking. There are people that wouldn't leave their houses or wouldn't do certain things. Fear. We've come to know that. They, we call it phobias. And, and, and people are making a lot of money as a result of peop other people's fears. Bottom line is God has not given us a spirit of fear. But of love and power and of a sound mind. We have the mind of God. I'll tell you something. There was a time that I used to be, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't sleep in a house by myself. Fear. Any little noise. Hey. Every little thing. People are fearful of the dark. But these are things that would rob one of God's promises. How about doubt? We live in a world where we're surrounded by a lot of doubt. The system has cost people to doubt everything. So bad that if someone says good morning, it's like, let me check. Is it actually morning? 
can't trust anything. We can't trust the system. Doubt. But we know that we have a God who is faithful. There's no doubt. The Bible says there's no variable of, of turning in him. He does not shift like shifting shadows. How about confusion? You see, everyone else has a version of what they want to tell you and how things should be. But if we do not study, we wouldn't know God's version. Whose report would we believe? I will believe the report of the Lord. Whose report would you believe? The report of the Lord. You see, if we've not studied, you would accept everything anyone says. After all, something is better than nothing. Isn't it? <laughs> At least I have, some, I have some information. It's better than no information. But no information is better than a little information of destruction. People have been confused. Don't be confused.com. Don't be confused. God is not a God of confusion. Study and let the Holy Spirit enlighten us. Let the word of God dwell in us richly with all wisdom and what? Understanding. That's what the word says. You know, I've said this. It's not the number of scriptures that we know. It's the scriptures that we know that make relevance, that changes our lives, that matters. The promises of God. The promises of God. Give up by giving up. You see, when people are in doubt, when they're fearful, when they're confused, eventually they give up. I've seen people, ah, this Christian thing, oh, hey, I have to go to church every Sunday. Eh? Bible studies on uh, uh, prayer meeting on Wednesday. Bible study on Friday. What time do I have for myself? I can't do it. People give up. But if only we know the, the promises and we're able to hold on and we experience those promises. Like our sister said, if it doesn't happen at the end of July, there's August though. If it doesn't happen at the end of 2023, there's 2024. Our God is never too late and he's never too early. He's always on time. So if that promise has not come yet, the Bible says, wait for it. Don't it tarry. It will surely come to pass. So what is it that you're waiting on God for? Hold on and it will come to pass. Don't throw in the towel. Don't throw in the towel. So, I'm just going to run through this very quickly. I know our time's fast spent, but I really need us to go through it. It says, how do you hold on? And how do you take hold of God's promises? 
Number one, it says discover the promise. Discover the promise. Someone says discovery brings recovery. If you discover, then you can recover. Because what you recover is what you bring to yourself, what you appropriate to your life. Discover is only by studying and by meditating on the word of God. And after you've discovered, put it into practice until it becomes second nature. You see, when you hear people that freely quote certain scriptures, it's because they have meditated on it day and night. Let the word become flesh. Let it be like your flesh. Do not separate yourself from the word of God. The Bible says, and the word became flesh. And what? Dwelt amongst us. Repeat it. Meditate on it. Confess it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. For as many times as you need to hear it, hear it. Until it becomes part and parcel of you. Let it register. The psalmist says, once have you spoken, twice have I heard. Then you, number, confess it is number, uh, number three, sorry. Number one, discover it. After you've discovered it, number two, put it into practice. Number three, confess it. And number four, believe the promises. Believe the promises. It says that you have studied from his word. It is God's words. They are his promises. The one who spoke the promises will bring it to pass. St believe them. Believe that what God has, believe that his word will not fall to the ground. They would accomplish. They would accomplish. They would accomplish. Even if it doesn't get accomplished today, it would get accomplished. Tomorrow is another day. August is another month. 2024 is another year. Keep believing. Keep holding on. Keep holding on. And when you believe it, be begin to declare it. Declare it. Declare it. I'll tell you this very quickly. <laughs> I was in Nigeria, when I was in Nigeria the last time, there's a little girl that I came to know. Lovely, lovely girl. She's two years old. And I don't know if I've mentioned it. Right. Two years old. Her mom says, said to her one day, oh, say hello to grandma. And she looked at me. She said, grandma. She's not grandma. Ah, okay. Okay, say hello to auntie. She said, no, she's not auntie. <sighs> okay. Her mom said, okay, just say hello. They come to our house regularly. So one day she decided that I am not, 
Auntie, I am not grandma, but I am Sissy Grandma. Now, I don't know what's operating in her brain. Maybe she thinks I'm too young to be a grandma or too old to be an auntie. I have no idea. But you know what? The day she said, ah, you are Sissy Grandma, I said, I, I receive. I receive. I am preparing. And there are kids around there that I am, I, I am using as my practice for when I become a grandma. What am I saying? Declare it. I never say if I'm going to be a grandma. I say when. Because I know it will come to pass. I don't know the exact time, but God knows. But God knows my heart's desire. So whatever it is that your heart's desires are this morning, stand on God's promises. Declare his word. Believe his word. Confess those words. And in due time, in due season, it will come to pass. The Bible says we should not faint not. If we do not faint, it would come to pass. God's promises are yea and amen. God's promises are for eternity. You know, God's promises are not the, oh, I promised I'll do something. Oh, the time has passed and that's it. Finito. No. You can pick up his promises any day, any time. God, this is what you said. I can hold on to your word. God's unfailing words. Fix your hopes on things eternal. The promises of God. And as we do that, God will come through for us. Let's do away with fear. Let's do away with doubt. Let's do away, do away with confusion. What has God said? And how does that pertain to me? How can I hold on to those promises? The best of men are still human beings. And there are times that you make a promise, but because of things beyond your control, you can't make those promises. But God, whenever it is day or night, rain, sunshine, snow, summer, winter, He's all seasons, though. Any time you call upon him. Like Auntie said last week, his line is not busy. You will never dial his number and it will be engaged. Direct line to heaven. So God's promises are for you, for the taking. Take it, appropriate it, and you will see God come through. In Jesus' name, amen. Trust you've been blessed. Amen.
If you were blessed by today's message, why not share it with a loved one? And as always, stay connected by visiting our website at www.lwmi.org.uk. We hope you were blessed.